Hey guys, check this out. Baldwin Schools here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada has teamed up with Hockey Helps Kids to raise money for a great charity. You Can Youth Services helps at-risk youths of school age to go back to school or, if they've reached the age of maturity, help them find full-time employment. How dope is that? Allowing youths to become economically sustainable. So how can we help? Between January 16th and February 19th, 2020, go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, scroll down, find Euler number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and vote. Vote for the basic right of education, the hard work of full-time employment, and give a voice and opportunity for those in need. Again, January 16th through February 19th, 2020, go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, scroll down, find number 93 Euler Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and vote. Help Baldwin schools complete their goal and reach and achieve their dreams by helping You Can Youth Services. Welcome to What's Your Hustle? My guest today is Tyler Blackwood. In this episode, we discuss not one, but two of Tyler's passions, the first being his photography, and how it brings him out of his shell and has opened up doors for him that allow him to pursue his creative side. We also talk about Tyler's passion for going to the gym and working out, how it has provided a great internal healing, and how the strict regime challenges him to overcome his fears and anxieties. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle? Captured Confidence with Tyler Blackwood. It perks me up. <laughs> it perks you up. Right. You need to get like super hyped for this. Actually, I'm going to take a sip. Yeah. Okay. Was that refreshing? <laughs> it was really refreshing. Okay, good. Hey guys, it's What's Your Hustle, and I am here today with Tyler Blackwood. How are you, Tyler? Good. How are you? I'm excited. Good. Yeah, I know you've been advertising for me. Thank you. I know. I'm on like, Instagram. I'm like excited, and I like the concept, and I haven't seen like, I've been recently getting into podcasts like a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really seen like the concept that you have, so I'm like, it's kind of cool. So. Thank you. What kind of podcasts are you listening to? Um, a lot of like, uh, like podcasts, just yeah. about stuff in general, like things in our life that we can change, or friendships, just like, I don't know, the, I can't remember the name of it, but it's just like a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The True Crime Podcasts, have you gotten into those? No, I should listen serial to Serial Killers. Because I love Serial Killers, so... <laughs> Especially in the month of October, that is my go-to podcast. Is I um, love it. Is there like a Netflix special about some guy? I'm assuming you watched it. It came out last year. He was like good looking, and then Ted Bundy. Yes, have yes. you watched that? Yeah, I've yeah, that's such it. a good podcast. I watched know. the documentary part at last year, and then I watched the Zac Efron one. That's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I think I got more out of the documentary than I did. The movie. Tyler is here to discuss his photography and working out because as long as I've known Tyler, those are your two passions. Yes. Actually, you came here from Newfoundland. I did. 
What is the biggest difference you found between Newfoundland and Edmonton? Besides, like, island life versus city life? People here are rude. No, okay, <laughs> no, no, I don't disagree with Okay, you. so they're not, like, not to, like, class, like, make everyone into the same, I guess. But I not find... Not the same a, generalization. Yeah, generalization. Yeah. Um, I find in Newfoundland, you can be in the grocery store, you can be... You can be anywhere. You can talk to anyone and anyone. Um, everyone's really friendly. Everyone says, hey, how are you doing? And just like, it almost feels like you're friends with everyone, but you're not. Right. It's just because it's the type of um, community it is. Um, and then up here, you come up. I remember I used to say like hello to people and stuff. And they'd be looking at me like, what is your problem? I don't know. And it's a lot more slow paced. I like up here because there's a lot more to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in Newfoundland, it's... If you're into like the slow lifestyle where everything doesn't really change, and yeah. some people are into that, it's yeah. um, it's a good place to live. But I like visiting though. But yeah. it's just I just didn't want to be there anymore because I was bored. You needed boring. that big city life. Yes. Uh, did you start your photography there? Where? So, when did your passion for photography start? So uh, when was it? I was at Sport Check. So that was what year was that? 2010. I think I bought my first camera. So before that, I used to go on, there's a girl named Courtney Denny that she's, she used to be a big photographer in Newfoundland, she doesn't do it anymore, which sucks. So I used to follow her photography and then, I don't know, I was always more visual, like I've done YouTube videos and stuff, and YouTube videos take quite some time, so I've always had a passion with it, like I have my phone and I put the filters on and blah blah blah, so then... The camera was randomly on sale in like a spur of the moment, but decided to buy it. I think it was like 600 and my parents were like, what are you doing? You waste of money, blah, blah, blah. So then um, that's when it initially started. And then I started taking photos of nature just because I had relatives that looked away. So they I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take pictures and put them on Facebook or whatever. And then I said I would never, ever take photos of people. I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to like, I hear like horror stories. Thankfully, I haven't dealt with anyone that's too crazy photography wise so then I took photos of one of my friends at the time and then I uploaded them and then the reception to those photos were like crazy I was like hey wait maybe I should so that's that's when I started dabbling to people and now I don't do scenic photography anymore (laughs) I just take pictures of people and then yeah so back to the question it started initially I think all my life but I just kind of tried it or bought my camera back in like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like, I've done so many photo shoots. When you're looking to photograph people, do you need to have a special connection to this person? Um, Like, friends or have a vibe about them? Yeah. So, the beautiful thing about photography, that's what I love doing. Like, I've dealt with people, like, all sorts of different types of people, shapes and sizes, and I find... My favorite actually type of people to take photographs of are people that are very insecure about themselves. I just making comfortable for the shoot and then I don't know because people don't realize anyone everyone's beautiful in their own way right like how they carry themselves um it's just how you take the photos and like the angles obviously there's certain angles you have to do and all that stuff mm-hmm. um so I don't really gravitate towards like a certain type of person right that's interesting do you think it's because you taking their photo when they see it back it yeah. brings out something in them that they didn't think that they saw yeah everyone is beautiful so it brings out this beauty that you see and yeah. you just need them to see it for it. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it because there's people that I've had people like they cry when they got their photos back because yeah. they're like, oh, I, this doesn't look like me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and they're like, what did you change? I'm like, I don't I don't use Photoshop. That's one right. thing I do not use. Okay. Um, the only thing I use is uh, 
skin softening, but that's just because the camera picks up foundation on women, mm-hmm. um, because it picks like the pigment up, and it's obviously you can tell. So I just use skin softening. But honestly, the only thing I do to change is like just the contrast the color and stuff like that. So it's just like the reaction when when they get the photos. So that's why it's more rewarding, I guess, because like we'll talk more to the gym. I just I I've been there where I've been so like not having like a lot of confidence and I know how it feels to when you do get more confidence so a lot of people are still stuck in that rut so yeah that's why I like taking pictures of people that are kind of down on themselves right. so if you need photos don't ask me <laughs> <laughs> we will leave your links don't worry I will give you a proper I know, link shout out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, it's really nice that you you look for the insecurity in a person because we yeah. all are insecure. Oh, yeah, I'm not totally. saying that. I guess our point is that one person is insecure. We all yeah. have our own insecurities. That yeah. there are days and weeks that we're like, "Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good," and then something will hit you and you're out and you're just like, everything is yeah. like falling. The reason I'm also drawn to photography is because it's that right. You yeah. capture. A moment that you see is beautiful and that needs to be expressed. You mentioned what was it, Courtney? Courtney Denny. For from Newfoundland as one of your inspirations. Is there anyone else in terms of photographers that you look for guidance or inspiration to in term in the photography world? Um, right now, like my biggest inspiration, um, I actually went to high school with them. <laughs> so uh, there's a guy in Newfoundland. His name is Drew Kennedy. And then, um, I grew up, I never grew up with her, but, like, we went to, like, summer parks and recs and stuff together. Um, her name was Candace, uh, Cunning. Actually, she's Cunning now. Um, so anyway, uh, Drew, like, he's pretty, like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain this photography. Like, they're really good at, like, capturing, like, moments and stuff. And, like, um, they're married now, Candace and Drew, so they're, like, two photographers so uh just how they capture photography and he does it he, he still does that door like photography as in um scenic and stuff so just like to see what they do and like what they bring out in the photos of the people it's just fascinating and that's like i look at their photography and like uh oh, I, I know we're all different everyone's different in their own way yeah. and that's what's the beautiful thing about photography because obviously you don't want to be the exact same photographer right. as another person but yeah that's the People that stick out the most that um, that I can think of that I I remember looking at their pages and always going on Instagram and stuff and just seeing mm-hmm. what they're doing and that's like one person like whenever I get married I don't care how much they cost I want them to do my, my wedding yeah. whatever that is yeah but, yeah you just like no you're booked I don't care yeah I don't yeah. care how much you cost I don't care yeah, but like booked. it's just and I know I know of them too right so yeah. it's not like I'm hiring a stranger yeah. and um. As a photographer, I tend to be a little bit more picky about photos. Um, I look at my old photos now and I say, ooh, but it's just part of the growing process and okay. stuff. So, As an ever-evolving photographer, where do you find new inspirations from to take photos? What Or old inspirations? Like, would you go back and recreate, like, one of your past photo shoots because you found a new, like, idea or inspiration? That's a really cool idea. Okay, like, I get the right. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to do because we'd have a photo shoot with Sydney way back in Newfoundland. Be kind of cool to recreate some of those moments. Mm-hmm. But um, I find for myself, 
this Instagram, like I follow a lot of different photographers on Instagram and just like browsing there and looking at my old photos I find. Because I keep forgetting how much I've changed, like my editing style and stuff like that. Like it's just, I never change like too much. It's just, mm-hmm. I guess, fine tune everything more or less. Right. I've always liked the brighter colors and and that's like, um, when me and Cindy did a black on the photo shoot, that was like a totally different vibe. Like I've never done that in my life. Right. So I'm always about like a brighter colors and like, look at a photo and like you get a certain feel like color wise it just makes you feel like warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. um because i know there's photographers that i follow like their editing's a little bit darker and stuff like mm-hmm. that but that's just their style right so mm-hmm. it's just just follow like tons of pages on instagram right yeah so food obviously takes a big play in your photography then right yeah because color black and white yeah. i saw the photos and they're they're wonderful they're yeah, great thanks. And it does. It draws like a coldness because yeah. you see black and white, yeah. right? It looks nice and clean, but it also does draw a coldness for the photo. Whereas if you're doing an engagement shoot like you recently did, it's lovely and it's warm and they're yeah. happy yeah. and love is in the air. Yeah, and that's what I want to dabble into a little bit more. It's just kind of being a little bit more creative Yeah. Um, photos-wise. Because, yeah, me sitting had this concept for... For a little bit, but we wanted her to, for her surgery to be done and to get her extension and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I just wanted this very dark and dirty, grungy feeling for right. the shoe. And yeah. that's what we just came up with. And it's also, I would think, especially because she's a whole new woman, right? Yeah. You're starting, to me, the black and white that you did of her, it's a chapter yeah. that's starting in her life, right? The, like, her 20s were, yeah, I'm a kid, I'm having fun, yeah. I'm finding out who I am. Whereas now, it is it is a new chapter, right? Yeah. You start from, like you said, the, the dirty, and it's like, well, I'm a whole new person. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked, that's what I drew from the concept of that. And it's weird, because she, for her coming up days, she uploaded a photo. Um, I never thought of the meaning of it until... There's a photo of her you've probably seen. She uploaded with the veil off of her head, and she wrote this big blurb about um, her coming out and all of her life she had a veil on. Like, it's weird, because we started the photo shoot with the veil on, and yeah. by then it was off. So I was like... Yeah. Just, like, the timing and everything, when it, with how it happened and what type of photo shoot it was, it's just a little weird. I'm like... Right. Yeah, because it starts off with the veil and it's dark, and then by the end of it, literally the last of those are smiling. I'm like... Yeah. It's like a storyline that I never thought of beforehand until I read that post on the castle weird. <laughs> it's, it's like we both done the same not thinking. It's really nice how it works that way. Yeah. Right? Because you did tell a story through your photographs yeah. of this whole new emerging side of someone. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. It's nice that it coincidentally worked out that yeah, way. Yeah. I try not just like, <laughs> <laughs> But going forward, would yeah. you like want to tell like yes, of course you have your, your client specifically for a certain photo shoot, yeah. like an engagement or, or a wedding or family or whatever. But when you're on one-on-one clients, would that be something you would want to explore for, further? Like have a set time, you have two hours, yeah. let's tell a story, right? What story do you want to tell? Is that something you want to do? More yeah, it's funny you say that because um, I work with a girl named Chelsea for some photo shoots and we talked about, because she's always like, we had a conversation with her, she's always like, dolled up because she's in meeting and stuff like that so mm-hmm. she's always like dressed to the nines i guess um mm-hmm. she looks like amazing all the time um but then i had a photo like i kind of came across um an idea i was like well how do like why don't we do a photo shoot where in the beginning 
Um, no one better take this idea. I'm sure it's <laughs> We're been copywriting done. it yeah. right now. I'm pretty sure it's done a hundred times, but I want to do a photo shoot with her, like, dressed up. And by the end of the photo shoot, I don't want to have any makeup on her in a white t-shirt. Just very, right. like... Basic. Very basic. Yeah. And just show the process of, like, the two different Chelsea's, I guess. The mm-hmm. I guess the Chelsea that's home, relaxing, and that you don't see in the media. Right. Versus Chelsea that you see in the media. Yeah. Um, Especially, like, when she's even on Big Brother, like, she was pretty... She's pretty, like, I guess, done up because it's TV, right? Like, right. you want to be done up all the time. So I, I told her, I was like, I just want to show a different side of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. She, she'll do it over eventually, but we just got to figure out the time and, like, I guess, kind of a theme. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, we were thinking about black and white, but I don't know. I can do black and white and color, I guess, but uh, I guess it starts at black and white, and as it progresses, it can I can add it can color get slowly. Yeah, color slowly. Absolutely, yeah. And have, like, a storyboard to it. Yeah. But no, I, def- I definitely want to, in the future, like, to do more story photography, because usually um, I just go in and do shoots, like, uh, I just did an engagement shoot um, last weekend, I think. I don't know, my, my time's all my stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've done that, and then I'm in Sydney's, and then um, I work with a girl named Lisa, so, like, I just do photo shoots, but, like, I definitely want to do some more story-based, which yeah. is kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I saw this really neat when I went to, was in university. So long ago. <laughs> it feels 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. Grant Mack actually did this really nice photo shoot of life. And it starts from a person who is zero to 100 years old really? of like, life. Not this same person, but different women in different stages of their lives. That's cool. And it was really neat to see, like, the embryo, the baby. And then you grow as a child. And then you get to puberty and it showed like it was graphic like it didn't yeah. show you and then it goes to childbirth and that also was graphic and what's well, the real to... real deal right, right. you want to like sugarcoat it yeah so i thought that was really neat that to tell a story like that yeah. i am i for one am drawn to photography like that yeah because it is like you said it's it's life yeah. it's real life we're full of all our baggage and we need to honestly talk about it more and if we can't talk about it, capture it in a beautiful way, and why yeah. not capture it in photography? And I also want to do like a really raw photo shoot um, with somebody like, I don't know, like I've thought of ideas in my head, but like just kind of emotional, but like I want to literally haul that emotion out of the person and like have like the realest photos ever. I want people to see it and be like, that's sad. Right. Like I just want to do something totally out of my element because like I'm so used to doing the bright colors, which I do enjoy. Yeah. But I'm at the point now where I've been doing it for so long that I'm like, what can I do? Right. Something like have someone in a studio and similarly do something like this, have an interview process, but you're not recording the interview and just get real and grimy and like you want yeah. tears and snot and someone's Yeah, face. like, I've seen some, there's actually the one, one of the most powerful photos that I've seen in the last little while, I should have saved it, but it was, um, an owner and their dog, they, uh, took a photo by a puddle, um, and then after the dog passed away, um, the reflect, the guy went back and took the reflection and the puddle of the dog not there anymore. Oh. So, it was like, it was like one of the most impactful photos I've seen in my life, because it just shows how animals and stuff have such an impact on people because I have three dogs so I remember like seeing it in the gym and I was like oh my gosh I cannot just like on the bench was crying uh I was trying to cry and then I just showed Matt and then he was like I didn't want to show Matt because Matt's a huge dog lover yeah um and I didn't know how he would receive well to the photo because 
I feel like I might be able to look at photos differently than he does, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to make him too upset. I was like, I have a photo to show you. So anyway, I showed him, and he's like, that's a, like a beautiful photo. Yeah. So like, I want to like do some more stuff like that, even just one photo. Like I right. maybe just a plan for one kind of impactful photo instead of yeah. taking like twenty to fifty to one hundred photos for a shoot, which should be kind of cool. Too. Yeah. But um, I've also I love the is it people of New York. Humans of New York. Humans of New yeah. York. I love that concept, like, how he just takes photos of strangers, yeah, and then he just story. gets their story. I was yeah. like, that's such a cool idea. I was yeah. like, I was like, I want to do, I wish I could do something like that, but it's just, I don't want to copy it. Like, like, I like to do, like, I don't know, there's so much I want to do, and, like, so little time, I feel like, because where I do work, Monday to Friday, it's just, some photos just take so long. Like, my favorite person to work with ever is uh, Letters from Pluto, Christina, artist here in Edmonton. Just because we do so many, like, if you look back at all of our photos, I should actually upload, like, kind of a timeline. So, like, where we started to where we ended, like, we've done so many different kinds of photo shoots here and there. It's just, like, everything is so different from each other. We've done tons of color. We've done smoke bombs. We've done, like, glitter. We've done, it's just, like, so much. Yeah. And she's one of the people, because it's more commercial photography, I guess. Like, I can't do that photo with a human. Just like a regular person, because people yeah. are like, why are you doing this? But yeah. it's just for, like, I guess the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, so I love doing that because she always challenges my creativity. And she's one of the people that, she's really honest. Uh, and I find some people, like, they don't really want to insult you, which I'm not insulted. If you don't like something or disagree yeah. with me, let me know. Right. And my favorite thing about her is, like, I'll throw an idea. And she's like, well, I think we should do this instead. And then it's very... Um, collaborative effort mm -hmm. like even Sydney Sydney's great as well like we'll sit down and we'll throw ideas around and then right. we'll come up with a concept so yeah um, versus like say a lot of the photo shoots it's just um like what I visualize in my head and then I let Sydney know because Sydney she goes on all my shoots with me mm -hmm. so um she knows as well um like for poses and stuff and what works so she does help me like I, I'm not taking all the credit because obviously Cindy's great for um, the posing and stuff because sometimes I freeze up like, uh, what pose again? And she's like, yeah. it should run over. Because you need, she's more so like your art director. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, that's a good term. It's like, yeah, the shoot wouldn't be as successful if you weren't here because right. you help with the posing and the hair and just stuff like that. Yeah, and um, it's funny because I remember when she first like went on the photo shoot to now she was like very nervous. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm like stupid, but now she's always like. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Don't move your hand. You look stupid. So I just like, yeah. So I just want to be more creative, like people of New York, but not obviously not taking that they did. He already took it. All props to him. People of Edmonton, what would that be like? Do we have one? I don't know if we have one. We have to Instagram to see if we have one before we. I feel like people would yell at you. Can you take a picture of me? If you could take a photo, I know that he's predominantly in New York. If you could take a photo of. Civilians in New York, you surely take a photo of Edmonton. I think it's about how you, um, I guess, introduce yourself and stuff exactly. like that. And the before, the conversation beforehand versus like, I'm taking a photo of you and you're right. about yourself. You kind of yeah. get to know them a little bit within the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I've been to New York. It's, people are people. Like you've said, you've taken photos with letters from Pluto and Chelsea. Your photography has opened so many doors for you, but what moment to you in your mind is that light bulb moment of, this is what I want to do. I love this. Um, the first moment. 
There's been a lot, but the first moment that I guess think about is I think in 2013. It's weird because I can't really remember a lot of stuff, but I can remember certain days of photography. I hear Matthew now, I mean, like, how do you remember that? You can't remember what we did yesterday. <laughs> um, I done a newborn photo shoot for friends, which I was very nervous about because. I won't say no to a photo shoot for the most part. Like, I will do whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't post all my photo shoots, though, because I don't want... I find people will get lost in what I do. But um, I don't have a photo shoot for a newborn, so literally... Do you know those newborn calendars? Like Yeah, when they're in a bucket. They're baby in a bucket. They're baby in a bucket with a little wreath on the wreath. Yeah, the stuff like that. Yeah. So... She came to me with an idea, uh, one of my coworkers at the time, and then she uh, was like, hey, can we do something similar? So anyway, we came up with ideas, and then we done the photo shoot. So then I delivered the photos to her, and I went in with them as they look at them, because I haven't seen them yet. They, like, cried so hard over the photos in a good way. And yeah. I was like, I was, first I was starting off guard, because that's the first time I've seen someone cry over my photography. And I was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, should I hate them? Why are they crying? <laughs> Anyway, like, the reaction is just, like, those photos is, like, was such, like, at the moment, I was, like, hey, this is, like, worth, like, all the, yeah. all the, like, the work and stuff like that, which I don't yeah. really consider work. I do photography for, for free every day. Yeah. But, um, that moment was, like, one of the defining moments that I remember that I was, like, hey, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then, um. It's drawing, it goes back to that, drawing that emotion out of that person. Yeah. And then, funny story, uh, one of my friends that's related to them one of their photos um, in the frame on the wall and she had a friend come over and she was like why did you leave that photo in the frame she's like what do you mean she's like isn't that the one that came with it that you bought yeah. the photo and she's like no and I was like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because usually those photos are bad <laughs> do you know like when you go to Walmart right. yes yeah. the Sears one of yeah, the, the Sears, dad and there's like already a photo in the frame yeah I was like oh anyway it's just like so rewarding so so that's the one of the most moments, but obviously I had moments here and there of like people messaging me and like like just they feel great about the photos. And right. Stuff. And I find it just so special because like another thing is like as depressing as it sounds, I'll be dead and people will be looking at these photos. Like this was my so and so blah blah blah. And, like okay. in that moment or like this is you leave your legacy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. People are always looking at the photos, so yeah, which is kind of cool. Is music part of your process? And what are your top five songs for photography? There's certain songs like I do, I guess a playlist and songs I do listen to, like say when editing and stuff. Mm. Um, it's more so of, I guess, what I'm feeling in the moment. But like, I have some songs here that, though that like kind of have to do with photography that I can see. Sure. Um, <laughs> the first one, uh, Taylor Swift style. I just love that song. I don't know why. Um, just how it progresses. That's one of the songs. Um, they move about confident actually is a good one. Um, that reminded me because I think of a photo shoot, uh, one time that song kept coming up. So for some reason that kind of resonates. Uh, five, actually, five seconds of summer. Have you heard their new stuff? Yeah. Okay. So they're like a boy band, typically. Their new stuff is really good. Like, it's very, like, I can't describe it. So, like, when they're pumped, like, it pumps me up. Um, they they have a song called Easier, but live it's like it's called Live from the Fall, so it's like a different version of the song. Um, that one's good. Um, I always like Letters from Pluto. Mm-hmm. She she has good, like 
numerous songs that I like listening to. Um, and then an artist overall that I catch myself listening to is more often than not is uh, Rihanna. Hmm. Like, you, you seem surprised that you would. I don't know. Like it's just Rihanna. like just some of her music. Is, I find she has such a huge discography, like different sounds and stuff. Right. So like. Just to put her on, like, while I'm editing and stuff like that. It's just depending on the mood. Yeah. Um, and I'm also in love with her. Oh. Hi, Rihanna. <laughs> I know you're listening. Yes. She, uh, Tyler loves you. A bad girl, Riri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me. Thank you. I did a photo shoot for Rihanna. Oh, my gosh. That would be crazy. Is that on your bucket list of photography? I kind of have a bucket list to do, like, someone somewhat, I guess, famous in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, more so just to just be fun, just be like super creative about it. Yeah. Like I've always, I've always like hopeful, like if an artist comes to the city, if they want photos on the side then, cause that happens sometimes and they just right. hire like a, um, like a, a freelancer. Yeah. Like a freelance photographer or wherever they were. Well, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to get into the second part of the episode with Tyler Blackwood. Hey guys, we're back. So we're switching gears here a little bit. As long as I've known Tyler, he's been into working out. Uh, if anyone follows him on Instagram, he does post. Quite a lot. Quite a lot, no, but he does post. From time to time, you'll get a throwback of Tyler then versus Tyler now. Yeah. And it is a dramatic change, I would say. It's a healthy, dramatic change is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's not like he woke up one day and had like a hundred pounds I woke of up like this. muscle on him. Yeah. I woke up like Are you looking to compete, actually? Yeah, that was my question. No. No? Uh, just because um, I get a little... I, I do have an obsessive type of personality for certain things. Mm-hmm. And in the past, if I... um. Like, I obviously watch what I eat somewhat, but I'm not, like, super strict. Like, I tell people I work out to also enjoy the food that I love. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not looking to have, like, a magazine cover body or anything. Um, and any, so it's 2019, as he's, I just want to say, anybody can have a magazine type looking body in terms of, you already do, so embrace the body you have. Yeah, and I guess, is. sorry, the muscle magazine <laughs> cover body, because we're all, they're all photoshopped anyway. But um, I find in the past, if I've, like, had stricter diets or whatever, um, I've become obsessive, and then a lot of stuff just revolves around me eating, and it's just not healthy, and I'm like, I, I don't even, like, I love food. I love to enjoy food, I love what I want, and if I, I find if I kind of forced to eat, like, chicken, rice, whatever, the same thing every day, I just moody, and it's boring and bland, so that's why, that's why I don't compete either, because I feel like it, it may be just be unhealthy for me. Mm, the routine of it. Yeah, like, it, it's pretty strenuous. Like, I know people that did it, and, like, the the way that they go, like, what what they go through, like, mentally and just everything, I'm just mm-hmm. like, ooh, I don't know why you do that to yourself. But, right. But no. I More power to you, to. though, if you do. And yeah, like, you have You have the stamina mentally to do it. So yeah, like, it's just, kudos. like, so draining and just... Yeah. Kudos to those people, but I would never be able to do it. Right. I feel like if I was to do it, and then after I would get, get off stage, I would stop working up for a very long time. Yeah. Because I'd be so sick of it just because it's, everything is just so structured around working out. Mm-hmm. So. We spoke about The Rock earlier. I can always speak about The Rock. That's nothing new to anybody. I like The Rock. He's yeah. a very handsome man. <laughs> to me, my uh, fitness inspiration 
right now, at least, is J-Lo. Because she's 50 and well, she, she looks, looks like she's 35. She looks... To her as my fitness inspiration. Only yeah. in terms of, like, she's been my inspiration since I was six years old. Watching her taking on these roles. She started off as a fly... J-Lo started off as a fly girl from In Living Color. If no one is familiar with it, it was a sketch comedy show by the Wayans Brothers. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It's one of my favorite sketch comedy shows. And she started off as a fly girl, then she went to Selena's. Fly girl's a backup dancer. Right. Okay. You know, slowly but surely, like, out of sight, Anaconda gained success. Anaconda? Yeah. Don't. Not that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Anaconda as a kid. I remember it. Right. And to me, to her, it's the... The hustler spirit, essentially. Not coincidentally because she's in a movie called Hustlers. Just of who she is and her hustle to, you know, be better consistently. And now that she's a mom with two kids, she's doing it for her family and for her because she needs to be there for them. And I think that that's really beautiful as a woman. Who is your workout inspiration? It's funny because I remember like thinking about this and there's like no one in particular I can think of. I know... This may sound cheesy, but I think Matthew, my husband, we're not actually married, but we, we call each other husband. It's kind of an inspiration because, like, um, he's going on 40. You would never, ever say he's 40. No, I would honestly think yeah. that he was, like, in our, like, decade of age. Yeah, like, it's bizarre. Like, when I met him, I didn't believe him that we were 40 until we were, like, Aqua came up. And I was like, I used to skate to this when I was 10. He was like, I used to dance to this in the club. I'm like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> So <clears throat> good for you for getting an older man. <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those things I feel like I get more out of I guess if I know the person. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know it's Matthew just because like he doesn't let age stop him because I know a lot of people, um because he used to work in a gym. So a lot of people used to like, oh I'm 35, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm too this it's too late. That. I'm like right. it's never too late to work out. Yeah. So just to see like him not really give up and he has so many he has a few health issues here and there and he just pushes through it all, and he had a, sp- a really bad spine injury, and he was paralyzed for a little tiny brief minute, and he's still paralyzed in his leg and stuff like that. Mm. So just to see like someone not really give up and just push through and just still do it, I think he's probably more of an inspiration because I know his backstory and like after his injury, he could have been like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. A lot of people could have. Yeah, and then he bounced back quicker because he just kept up to it. Right. Because um, the doctors didn't think he would walk ever again. He was yeah. teaching. He was a spin instructor um, at the time. He still is now. But just as like his whole story is very fascinating just to kind of see like what he suffered in his life with stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just, he just always bounces back. So. Right. So it's kind of an inspiration. Like some days I think differently about the gym. I'm like, hey, I like, I'm lucky. Like if you're able to move or work out and tell people they should do something, because mm-hmm. someday you won't be able to do it. Right. My trainer always, she says, you do the squats now so that when you're old, you can actually get off the toilet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. People don't realize that. People, um, I know obviously working out is pretty strenuous and stuff like that, but like, just move. Yeah, move. And there are days where you don't want to go. And if those days that you don't want to go, it's because of your mental health or because like your body just can't. Yeah. Listen to yourself. Yeah. Like, there's there's no shame in being like, oh, I miss... Don't be hard on yourself that you miss the gym one day. Yeah. It's, you miss it for a reason, and that reason should be you to take care of yourself. Because you're no too. benefit to anybody if you're like, I, you know, I deadlift 95 pounds, but now I fucked up my back yeah. because I didn't listen to myself. Because people realize, too, like, overtraining is a thing. People yeah. realize, like, 
going to the gym. I shouldn't say this because I go to the gym quite a lot, but I do modify my workouts. But like going to the gym like seven days a week, which I don't really, I try not to go seven days a week. I try to go five days a week. If the other two days is something very light or just to move. But um, if you go seven days a week constantly, that's just as bad as for you if you weren't working out because your body's not recovering, you're just tired, just achy. So people do need to understand like the healthy balance. Like even if you go twice a week, people don't yeah. think, I was like, well, that's not very much. I was like, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Just move. There's so many like boot camp programs online, like you can yeah. do from home, like yeah. easy stuff. Did your passion for working out start in Newfoundland? Uh, yes. So at the time, um, my first job, I worked in a grocery store and I remember like, I was a stock clerk. I remember like lifting. Like, I think my first shift was, like, a five-hour shift. So I remember, like, lifting and, like, stocking shelves, and then the next day, I felt like I got hit by a bus. I was like, okay, I was not moving that much. Yeah. <laughs> I was achy. Um, I used to be addicted to video games a lot, so back then, um, I just video game all day long. I do anything else. I barely eat. Um, I was extremely underweight, but I remember then I was like, okay, shit, why do I feel this way? This is weird. So then I had uh, one of my good friends I met there, his name was Josh, he, uh, he was working out. And then, um, and then he was after me to go to the gym for like ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just insecure, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So then eventually I went with him and then, cause he knew what he was doing more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it started then and then as we went more, I just got more comfortable with it. And, it's always good to find a gym buddy in the beginning, if, right. especially if, no one's, if someone knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better, it's a lot easier than going in alone and solo. Because you can, obviously there's guides and stuff online, but still just to have that one person, yeah. just to push you and get you to the gym. Because I feel like if he never introduced me to the gym, I don't know if I would be working at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, it also got me out of the house and it was just fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you find it a hard transition moving from Newfoundland to Edmonton to find a workout buddy or somewhere to work out that you felt comfortable? Um, I was lucky when I moved up, I got hired right on uh, with Good Life. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I was very lucky to find, initially find that gym and be comfortable because I knew a lot of the people there. Like I knew the people that worked there. Um, I knew a lot of this, like the, because it was newly open at the time. So like a lot of the people coming in, I got to know them more. Yeah. Um, so. It was very comfortable working out there and I didn't need, because I was already in the habit of working out anyway. Yeah. So I didn't really need the gym buddy, um, mm-hmm. but it was just nice having the comfort of like knowing the people around you. Like if I do needed a spot or I had questions asked, right. I can ask anyone. Yeah. So that was very, I'm very thankful that it happened that way because even like, say if I don't go to that good life, mm-hmm. if I go to another good life, I feel like I'm thrown into like a different world because I'm like I'm not used to the surroundings and I'm not used to the what equipment or where right um obviously I still work out but it's just I like going to one gym because I know the people in the area so right do you and Matt believe in working out together at the gym like um we used to work out together a lot in uh the beginning mm-hmm. of a relationship and then I remember because uh, when I met him I was a hundred and Let's say 130 pounds. Yes. So now I'm like 215. Um, he showed me a lot, like the proper uh, what's it called form. Yeah, the proper form and like to do exercises correctly because 
What else I do find for some reason, everyone that I worked there with felt like if you lifted more, that's better, which oh, that's not the case. Not the case. No. You have, um, to, you have to lift proper. Yeah, lift properly and lower weight, even yeah. to do more reps. So in the beginning, he helped me a lot. And then, um, especially eating, um, my biggest downfall is I can go all day without eating. Really? I sometimes it's like such a chore to eat. Yeah. So then in the beginning, he kind of like, he got me on like a morning shakes, like a mass gainer, like powder, he used to mix right. like a smoothie. And then, yeah, so we don't really, we do work out this weird because in the beginning we, it was a lot of him coaching me mm-hmm. and then me being insecure and getting pissed off by myself because he was lifting a lot more than me and me just being insecure for whatever reason in yeah. the new relationship. That can be a whole different topic. Um, so, but now when we do work it together, um, we have a really healthy balance. Uh, we have headphones on. We don't talk to each other. Yeah. Unless we ask things like, hey, how much do you want to do? Right. Um, but no, it's it's weird because I do enjoy working out with them, but I also enjoy working out alone. I like having the me time, and that's the only time of day that I my brain doesn't think. My right. music is on, and that's it. Yeah. Would you say that your therapy for mental health is the gym? Yes, totally. Like, if I, I can wake up and have, like, such a day. Yeah. And then... I don't want to go to the gym because it's, I'm just like in a slump, mm-hmm. but I know the benefits. I've been doing it for so long now. I just know the benefits of if I was to go um, because I'll go and then I kind of forget about things. I just put on like a good playlist and then by the time I leave, I'm in a much better mood. So yeah. yeah. And where does that come from? I guess where, why the need for the gym as your place of therapy? Yeah. All my life, I kind of grew up um, being gay, I guess, and insecure about my whole body and stuff like that. And in the gay community, I'm going to get flagged for saying this, but in the gay community, there's a lot of masculinity. Is that the masculinity? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, can be a toxic place. Not that it's a toxic place, but like it can be a toxic place. Like you need to look a certain way. You need to look more manly. You need to be bigger, blah, blah, blah. So I think as a kid growing up and kind of seeing that online, it made me like feel like not really, it made me feel like it was a me alone for the rest of my life because I was extremely underweight. Um, I was extremely insecure. So starting the gym, it kind of helped. I guess that was initial push, I guess, in the beginning. Also, I just was tired of feeling like the way I felt. I guess certain expectations about people and stuff, that's what initially pushed me. So I think that's the drive that I get. I don't like, Today, I think differently, obviously, because that was like 10 years ago. Right. Um, but today I go for, uh, I don't know, I just like going and just lifting stuff. Yeah. And it's like just the, just the movement is how you feel. You just feel like, like I'm, I, I feel better now than I did my whole life just because I have so much more energy. It's weird because you work out and you get more energy, which people don't realize. But I don't work out for like a few days, I feel like a blob and like, right. dang. Yeah. And my muscles actually get sore tight because I'm not moving. Right. So that's a lot of the motivation too, like just to have more energy, honestly, mm-hmm. and for my mental health just to like feel good. Was gaining the body mass that you have a big help or push for you to come out? Like Yes and no, because um, I met Matt and then I was, I think I got to the point where I was just so happy and there was a switch in my brain. Because all my life I was like hiding it. Like my closer friends knew, but my family never knew. Mm-hmm. I came out to my aunt though in May when I moved up here. Because mm-hmm. she lives in BC and then she's more 
a little bit more open-minded because she grew up in BC. She was there since she was like 19. Okay. Um, so I came up to her because her and mom were really close. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was like, hey, have you had conversations about this in the past? If so, what did mom say? It's a lot of pre-framing. Yeah. Just to set myself up mentally. Yeah. So there were conversations like mom, there was like an idea of mom thinking I was gay, but she was like, well, I don't understand why this, my attractive son doesn't have a girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And my excuse was always like, I don't have time. I just don't yeah. know. Back to when I met Matt, um, he just made me so happy and stuff like that. Uh, he, I got, I don't know, there was a switch where I, just, I stopped caring what people were thinking. Mm -hmm. And then um, the gym as well obviously gave me more confidence to stand for myself. Because as a kid, like, I wasn't really picked on, but in school, people say, right. like, I used to get made fun of for my teeth a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to get called bubble knees because I was so skinny. Yeah, it was weird. Oh. A family member, I'm not you saying it. You newfies have the weirdest yeah. way. <laughs> so uh, I was so underweight and just stuff like that. So I think just at that time, like, I obviously gained the weight. I was more confident. Um, uh, I guess it made me, like, more fearless and stand up for myself. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. then so then that's, I guess, initially why, too, why I came in because I was in a good headspace. Yeah, and they working out gave you that yeah and then i'm not throwing my dad under the bus by any means um but he's your typical newfoundlander dad hunting mm -hmm. very manly he builds houses he's yeah. a contractor right so i knew his reaction coming out as him having a gay son uh, what exactly the reaction was going to look like so that's why a lot of the reason as well i had to mentally prepare myself for that mm -hmm. so there's a lot of He's fine now. He, he's like, he honestly feels like stupid that he acted the way he did, but I gave him time and stuff, obviously, just to let it sink in because I can be, I could have been like, blah, blah, you're the worst dad, blah, 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 yeah. in the world, but I'm like, he's not used to it. Right. He's never been around in his life. In the movies, he's just known as gay people that doesn't wear dresses and makeup. That's what he right. knew, honestly. So then by him meeting Matt and me, like going back and seeing the change in me, he was like, okay, wait, you're like a different person. You're not who I thought you were going to be. Right. So I think that was a shift as well with, with my dad. So yeah. Yeah. It's him getting out of that stereotype mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And we're closer now than we've ever been, which is weird. We live halfway across the country. Cause um, when I was 15, I had a friend that one of my good friends came out as gay and my dad mm -hmm. like had a meltdown and was kind of like, you don't hang out with him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh. So ever since I was 15, I had a resentment towards my father because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to come out and then he's going to disown me. So then I was mentally ready for that. So mm -hmm. that's why I waited to move because I didn't want to be in a setting where I would, I don't want to regret him saying to me or me regret him saying to him. Right. So, um, so that's why I came out when I was up here as well. Cause I was like, can gay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you more of a comfort yeah. to come out. Yeah. Cause he actually. did struggle with it. Honestly, like mom, Mom visited uh, here in May. We had some conversation. I was like, there was stuff happening. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was happening. And I was like, well, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to make you feel bad. But I'm like, I only felt bad anyway. I just feel more bad for dad for like not being as open as he is. But, right. But he's totally cool now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you guys, you gotta just work on your parents. Parents? Like, it's... Give them space. They don't, there are things that parents are not gonna understand just as like, Things that we are not going to understand. Yeah. We just have to give the space and allow them to come to their own conclusions and then be there when they're ready to talk. Yeah, and that's yeah. why like, I hear a lot of coming out stories and like, 
say if you were to if I were to tell dad, hey, I'm gay, and then all of a sudden he would be re- like, my dad would never say anything rude to me. Like he's mm-hmm. not that type of person. But if he was to disagree with it like that and it get heated, you got to remember like it's you got to give him space to let yeah. it sink in. Because it's like anything. It's, yeah. it's just change. Yeah. But not everybody is good with change. Yeah, and if they're not good, honestly, just find your own family. Like Make I was at the point where I gave my father the ultimatum. I was like, hey, you either accept me. There's actually a point where um, I'm just being real. So um, there's a point where I even told him I was like, I was like, I come to Newfoundland. He's like, well, I don't want to meet your boyfriend. He wouldn't call my name. So I was like, mm, okay, well, either you take a chance or you're never. I'm not gonna visit you. Yeah. I'll stay elsewhere. Um, I was like, just try, just do whatever. Yeah. I didn't even told him at one point. I was like, if you brought me into this world, this is like, okay, my father is six foot six mm-hmm. he's a huge man mm-hmm. very intimidating very scary i was scared of him all my life so this is like the first time which the gym helped like i stood up to him I, I literally told him i was like if you brought me into this world thinking i can be your cookie cutter son he's like you should never have ever you should have never been a father and he was like he was like shook yeah <laughs> he didn't know what to say mom was like okay tyler you can't say that and i'm like I'm, I'm being true like you can't yeah. there's no checkbox yeah you can't like have a kid and be like I want him to be hunting. I want him to be in a sport. Mm-hmm. I want him to like girls. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's, it doesn't work like that. So yeah. I think that was an eye opener for him as well. Just right. for me to actually not be afraid of him anymore. Cause yeah. I want to like, I was terrified of my father. Whereas right. now I'm like, the, when I say the gym, I just mean the atmosphere and finding yourself gave you the confidence to be a man. And yeah. to, and I say be a man loosely, like, cause I just, what it means to be a man is different to so many different people. Oh, yeah, totally. And it can be different to so many different people. But it gave you that confidence to be like, look, you are my father, and I love you, and I respect you. Yeah. But this is who I am. This is my boyfriend, Matt, and I love him. And it's up to you if you want to accept that or not. Yeah. And I think that that's really good that the gym gave you that self-confidence. It's funny, because I think back now, like... I, like... Because... I, I don't know if I ever would have came out soon as I did if I never worked out because I don't know if I would have the confidence. Right. And I met Matt because he worked out good life. So yeah. it's just like a lot of like... And it's more things. than endorphins. It's finding... It's literally a breakthrough. It is. Because at the gym, for me anyways, it is that you're challenging yourself. And when you're... Cha- it's honestly, my trainer will always say, it's a mental game. Yeah. And it's not only just a mental game at the gym. It is a mental game you have to get through in life. Yeah. You're, you can change your mentality in life throughout just starting in one place. Yeah. And I think that's really good. It sucks because like, I, wish, I wish I can sprinkle some dust over everyone and be like, just try it. Because like a lot of people, like I even tell people, like if you go to the gym to look a certain way, don't. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not going to stick with it. Like even if you go to the gym, like I dealt with people at the lake, it was like, Oh, I'm going to the gym because I'm all discernment for this person. I'm like, you have to do it for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, if I were to go to the gym, it, the reason why I go to the gym because it's good for my mental health and it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. The looks come, like, with it. It's just that that doesn't mean too much to me. It's just, like, it's more for my mental health than right. anything. Yeah. What advice would you give young Tyler about his worries, if any? Hmm. Like, say, like, if I was to see myself now looking in the mirror. Right. Like if the you future. were looking, if right now you were looking at 10-year-old Tyler, what would you tell him? My gosh. 
trying to think of like I was telling so much because I remember like being ten years old and the term gay I don't even think entered my life till like later on which is weird because like I don't know was it just not something talked about maybe and not just, just through your family but I mean like through social media or not social media sorry through media, media. I because Newfoundland is a very like unique place um because like. It's only recently now being pretty open towards like the LGBTQ community and even like everything like that. But I found like growing up there wasn't anything really talked about and I don't remember seeing anything on TV that I can recall explaining what it is. Um, but I remember being like 10 years old and stuff. And then I remember like in elementary school people kind of bring the term up, but I didn't really understand it or understand anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like being kind of like extremely like lost and like, like, I guess a lot of people are that age, but, like, I remember, like, all these guys talking about, like, girls at that age, which I found quite, kind of bizarre, and me being, like, I'm, I don't like that, blah, 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 so, I don't know, I guess my 10-year-old self, I would be, like, don't be, because I was pretty hard, I'm still kind of hard on myself, but I'm not as hard as I was, but I used to be pretty hard on myself and, like, get beat up and, like, kind of be, oh, why can't I be, like, this guy? Like, mm-hmm. he seems like he has his shit together more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just kind of tell him, like, just kind of, just don't change yourself because cause people don't realize being straight is kind of, is, like, super easy because <laughs> it's your stereotypical thing. It's, like, super easy, but just to grow up and just find yourself and you're in school and these people have girlfriends and then you have a girlfriend because you feel like you should have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but you don't like the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that. Because you're not being honest to yourself. Yeah. So I, to- I wish I was more honest to myself um, back then instead of just following... Follow the crowd. Following the crowd. Like, be the leader instead of, like, the follower. Mm-hmm. So I would just tell him, like, just to kind of just just be who you want to be instead of acting. And I think that's that was, like, a lot more harder as well on me. So I feel like... All my life, even up until high school, I was acting like this person that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Then after high school, got out of it. I was like, "Yeah, I hate high school." Because mm-hmm. it was so, it was such like a stressful situation and pressure. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest thing I would tell him is like, just be yourself, and everything will be fine. Yeah. And then, sadly, not really sadly, because everything happens for a reason. I don't have regrets, but um, I figured it out later on in life. I kind of wish I figured it earlier. But in that sense, I I might be somewhere else. Right. Right. Yeah. I, so it's a lot Everything of like, has their timing. Has its yeah. timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> working out, you need a really good playlist. What are your top five songs for working out? So I have like <clears throat> some names here. Kind of be like, who that are these people? Right. What? Just so um, these are my top five songs for the gym. So currently, I don't want to say this right. Correct. Don, Rob, Robert Sonic, and Nikki Amers in my arms. It's like very 90s. Medusa, Big Boys, Peace of My Heart. You probably know that one. MK, Jonas Blue, and Becky Hill with Back and Forth. Blonde and Brian Christopher, Me, Myself, and I. And uh, and uh, Regard, Ride It, which is a really good song too. So I like a lot of just like club, upbeat yeah. songs, kind of a bit 90s inspired. Uh, I do listen to like a lot of different stuff, but they're like I have a gym kind of a... Mm-hmm more dance playlists I put on. Just dancing on the treadmill. Yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, this is a good song. I just want to dance. <laughs> yeah. Just go into the room upstairs at Good Life. And just, yeah. Yeah, just bust your 
I've seen people do that before, actually. So. Really? But they can actually dance, so it's not embarrassing. Oh. I'm just like them. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go dance in the in the group exercise room and show everyone I can dance. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, thank you for coming out today. Thank you for inviting me. With, so Tyler, where can the people find you on Instagram? Just to follow you. Yeah. And for your photography. So my Instagram is BlackwoodTyler. Um, and my photography page is Tyler Blackwood Photography. And then I guess on Facebook is Tyler Blackwood Photography on Facebook as well. Again, thank you to Tyler for joining me. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle podcast, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussain. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Listen, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.